like scary stories If you like tasty beers Open up your mouth holes And open up your ears For... once I want him to be nice I you know what I do appreciate that today while telling us to shut up still he then said sorry he immediately took it back he and did said, not sorry but he did go shut up well I'm sorry he was he then I'm not sorry for like a quarter of a second yeah I, there was a moment of regret yeah. which baby steps quickly yeah dissipated well hey everybody Hi. welcome to another episode of booze and brews Ooh. The podcast where we um, tell each other ghost stories and drink delicious beer. Well, yeah. not delicious. Sometimes it's not delicious. Yeah, I we try to beer. drink delicious beer. Sometimes we make each other drink terrible beers yeah. and or ciders. So I feel like I'm overselling it if I say, oh, or we drink delicious beer. We just drink beer. Yeah, we drink. Well, I think today we've already popped the beers and they both smell real good. Yeah, I'm so excited I'm for excited this. excited about it. This could be a situation where last week my British beer smelled really good and then Tasted not so much. Basic. Yeah, it was, it was pretty basic. basic bitch beer. Yeah. And then my... It was like the, the Tory Burch of beers. Yeah, and then there, <laughs> was, then there was my bottle, which looked so pretty and tasted like dog shit. It tasted like a whole yeast factory. Um, I was going to make a vagina joke, and yeah. then I just... I said, That's, pause. That We're not, not going to... you call your vagina? Your yeast, yeast factory? Yeast factory? So gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to every single female Don't listener right apologize. now. Do not, do not feel bad. <laughs> I fucking laughed. Oh, it's so good. Oh, you so, don't know these people or anything. So gross. <laughs> so I anyway. to call her the man eater. <laughs> so on that note, uh, I'm Melissa. Uh, and I'm Vanessa. And uh, kicking it old school over on the corner, we have Engineer Bob. What's up? And he looks old. He's like super rad because he's got like the uh, headphones on one ear. Yeah, he is doing the like, I only have old one ear. 80s, like old 80s, like MC style. Waka, waka. Yeah, or like, like I'm about to sing We Are the World and like Michael Jackson's right next to me or something. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're about to drop some sick beats. <laughs> Boom. That was my sick beat. <laughs> I, I do feel like I put you on the spot there. Be like, do it. Drop do some it. sick beats. Do it. Do it right now. Do I, it right that now. That beat was pretty sick. And that was, that, that was straight off the dome, kids. In that, it sounded sick. <laughs> yeah, it did sound. It had an illness. It, it did. had some illness to it. Yeah, it, it sounded like a bit I have like a license a bit to ill. Oh. oh. No, no, you don't. The Beastie Boys do. Oh. Someone took the, uh, I live in Beverly Hills, and there's a big Beverly Hills sign right by my house, and someone took uh, and like spray painted over the H, so it said Beverly Ills for like four hours, and there were like literally five police officers staring up at it, like having a conversation and wagging <laughs> fingers at each this other. This was the and most, like, this cannot happen in Beverly Hills. This must be fixed post haste. And like, there was like one guy's like, I don't know. It's pretty sick though, guys. It was, pretty, it was definitely some <laughs> it like. It is ill. Yeah, it was definitely some like high school shenanigans. And I was just like, oh, that's funny. And then they made a giant hoop to do about it because there's no crime in Beverly Hills. I was going to say, Hills. this is the only thing going on in Beverly Hills at any given moment yeah. is maybe somebody making Beverly Hills Beverly. Beverly Hills. 
So anyway, this week on the uh, podcast here, we are going to, in celebration of the Oscars, which will be uh, aired tomorrow. Yes, because we live in Los Angeles. It's a big to-do uh, out here. Yes, and uh, which everyone here works in the entertainment industry. And yep. we like to congratulate ourselves about it. Blow we each like other. We like to once a year get together nine times and say... I did an excellent job this year. I think you did as well. <laughs> and then give each other shiny pieces of metal. That they can then stick up their ass as a sex toy. Yeah, right. Or in their yeast factory. Oh, God. Oh, it's not. Uh, nope. It's, it's there happening. forever. It's happening. I released it into the world and now it exists. It's <laughs> taken on a life of its own. Film. So yeah, so this week, um, in honor of the Oscars, we are doing Haunted Hollywood. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of excited about it because I think that we both chose things that are similar but will play off each other very well I so, I, so i think that i feel good about it and what we chose are both like very hollywoody things yes um i originally was going to go another way with this i originally wanted to do the story of the exorcist the movie because so much just crazy bonkers banana shit happened during the course of that movie filming and then with the release of the film but i was like they didn't shoot it in hollywood it's not really a it's not really ghost so much as it's like demon possession kind of shit. Mm. Um, and so I just, I, I, I did a bunch of research into it. It's really cool. It's worth a Google. Maybe someday we'll do like an offshoot of demons and we'll talk about it. It's yeah. worth a Google. Worth a Google. Worth a Google. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this week, I think um, I think you are first, it Nelly Bean. It is me to All go right. first. Uh, so what so I... So dive right in. What are we congratulating ourselves about today? today we we are... should give each other awards throughout the day in like, <laughs> it, like, like it's the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be like, that was an excellent joke. Here's best supporting joke for you yeah. engineer bob like we should just give each other awards best throughout supporting the engineer yeah bob. exactly you win every time like uh I'm like best score will be like the whoever burps the best wins oh. best score i got That's best good, sound but- engineering seven <laughs> yeah. podcasts in a row it's just um, thank the academy but then, mostly myself and then i'll start you guys will best. have a speech i'll start to play you off with the yeah. weird music <laughs> And then just, yeah. Yeah. Meryl Streep will win everything. Everything. And then Michael Moore will come out, say something political. And then get boo hissed. And then get boo hissed. And then. um, I feel like this year La La Land's going to win everything. Probably. Yeah. I feel like it's just been. Oh, because it's a movie about, you know, Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. People do love, people in this industry love this industry. Yeah. And any chance they get to like make a semi decent movie about it, just blow each other. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm making yeah. a motion like I'm blowing my microphone. She's yeah, getting up, getting up in there. Anyway, so uh, all right, I'm I'm diving into your beer. Good luck. I've had had no beers yet. Good this luck. This is a dark beer. It is very dark. Uh, it smells as we were saying earlier. It smells like focaccia bread. See, it does have a weird briny, almost oliviness to it. But I think more than anything, it smells like licorice. Mm, it tastes kind of. It's very strong. It is a very roasted beer. Anyway, so we will talk Ooh, about that Nelly. later. Good. That. Tastes like a strong ale. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to dive in. Dive into your story while we drink. All right. Uh, This week, I am talking about Universal Studios Soundstage 28, also known as the Phantom Stage. The Phantom Stage. Was it a stage that was not actually there? Uh, no, it was. It was. I mean, it's not there now. It's not there anymore. So, now it is a, now a it, real now Phantom Stage. Now it is yeah, a Phantom Stage. Now it's stage. a Phantom Stage. All right. With that question out of the way, I'm going to... Uh, yield the, fl- the, remainder, the remainder of my time to, to the uh, representative from representative from the uh, chair over here. Yeah. Um, so 
<laughs> the Phantom Stage um, was built in 1925. Now, pr- prior to the soundstage's construction, um, the what was used by the movie studio. So I'm going back a little history. Yeah, do it. I like it. Paint the picture. I'm gonna paint y'all a picture. Paint me a picture about the pictures. Ah, hey, hey, kid. That's a lot of. There's gonna be a lot of you know mid Atlantic. Uh, a lot of old timey like old timey talking. Yeah, this I'm ready for you right here. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Uh, so the stages used by the movie studios were raised platforms that were built outside, taking advantage of the bright California sun. Yeah. That's now, why the film industry moved out here. Exactly. They had more sun than anywhere else. Exactly. And so... And all the cheap Mexican labor. <laughs> well, you know. Um, so, and then they had this muslin covering that would be pulled over the stage to diffuse glare. But what would happen is, you know, it would rain. It, you know, you might have twice. A, twice. There may be weather. <laughs> in um, olden so, times, there was more rain in California. <laughs> I bet there was. Yeah. Not um, this year. No. It's fucking oh like, yeah, it's biblical out there. It is. It's like I needed an arc to get anywhere. Um, So by the mid-teens, what the studio started doing was building more sort of enclosed sta- uh, stages that were built out of glass and wood. Um, And so it would protect the actors. But the problem was there were... Just serious problems in the summer because Universal Studios is here in the San Fernando Valley. And as anybody who has ever been to the San Fernando Valley in the middle of July knows, it's like fucking hot. Shit gets hot. Wait, so they basically just made them act like under a magnifying glass? Like like they were just like burning them like ants on the concrete? Yes. We can turn these meat puppets into ants. (laughs) Exactly. We can roast these meat puppets up real good. I mean, they were a dime a dozen. They still are. They're like, ah, this one dies. We got another one in the wings. Yeah, exactly. So, um, There's so much makeup. The camera work is so far away. And you can't even tell there's not the same person. (laughs) Right? One move, half the movie, it's one woman, half the movie it's another woman no one knows Can't tell you just shoot it differently <laughs> the very end of the movie it's a man in a wig no one can tell <laughs> and i think you just like, i don't care that sounds terrible yeah so to have to act in a big glass bubble in the middle of summertime in the valley just because it might rain once or twice no i can't imagine that sounds miserable. it just sucks so, and i just picture those old-timey costumes and like all oh, the how sweat heavy it was so much sweat all oh. the like pancake makeup on your face exactly and uh. it's just like melting off your face and then you're just like giant yeah. hitting out everything and that's why like, we shoot it in black and white and you're just like dying of syphilis and yep. polio <laughs> and and you don't care <laughs> <laughs> that's why they had the glass they were hoping yeah. that the rays from the sun would somehow radiate yeah. the syphilis out of you and the polio and the polio yeah because it's really the combination <laughs> of the two yes it's you're the, a crazy it's, cripple. It's the syphilo. That's what syphilo. I like to call it. It's the uh, syphilo. Um, that sounds delicious. I would eat a syphilo. Sounds like an Italian clown. Sounds like an Italian dessert. <laughs> so by the early 1920s, um, what the studios had started to do was actually building fully enclosed stages um, that you know were obvious were better so it's not like you were being cooked gotcha um so they so were it was less like they were zoo animals exactly <laughs> and they were more protected so they just had you know the the fully enclosed stages but the problem was none of them were big enough to house the phantom of the opera stage so as you know in the film what they did was they recreated the interior of the paris opera house gotcha so, so they needed like a second they floor. needed a huge 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 soundstage and they just didn't have one so what universal decided to do was okay we're gonna build something large enough for it so they started construction now it was um it uh the stage was 360 feet by 145 feet wide 
um, numbers. It was just big. Yeah. It was really fucking big. It was a big room. I don't um, know. And it was the first concrete and steel stage built in Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. So, and then the walls and the roof were covered with corrugated metal, which they still, until it was torn down, it still was covered in corrugated metal. And then the inside, it was wood. Corrugated so metal. metal. Yeah, because they said Corrugated that, metal. They said like a, like a Colombian's roof? Yeah. It sounds like a really good metal band, though. Corrugated we metal. Corrugated metal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I like how they were like, we can't build them out of glass anymore because we're cooking people. Because we'll just build it out of metal. That's yeah. a much better idea. Much better idea. Oh, no, but that's only like, you know, the, the top and the side. Like, the sides were wood, so it's super flammable. It's oh, there we go. fine. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's fine. So People um, just die in a fires in Cifolio. So Universal was pretty clever when they were placing, when they placed their order with the lumber yard to buy the wood because it was the largest soundstage being built at that time. So they actually put banners on the side of the lumber trucks that said, hold on, I wrote it down. Um, that said the largest shipment of lumber for the upcoming production of Phantom of the Opera. And they had those that banners <laughs> yeah, that was good. on the sides. And so I as give they you were... the award for best old timey voice. I'm early on in the game, Thank but I you. feel solid about that. I uh, don't think I can recreate that. Again. I feel like my work is being overlooked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bob. Okay, look, Kanye. You let her get her award. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> That was delightful. <laughs> Sorry. That was oh, so good. Thank you. Thank uh, you, dear. Melly, I rescind your award. I gave it to Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I suck. No, so... Um, so they were just... They were advertising. They were like an outdoor billboard. Exactly. So every time the truck... Because they had to order like hundreds of thousands of pounds of lumber to build this thing. So every time a truck would drive down any street in the valley, you'd see this and people were like, oh, yeah. There was like the original OOH advertising, man. Yeah, man. Hashtag marketing. OOH, out of home, in case you didn't know. Um, So the inside of the stage, what they did when they constructed it, so they sent people to the Paris Opera House and they wanted to recreate the interior as, I guess, faithfully as possible. Do you know why they didn't just shoot in the Paris Opera House? My guess is money. 1925, I mean, we weren't in 1924, 1925. We weren't in the Depression yet, but it was still like one of those things where Hollywood didn't really do location shoots. And I was like, we weren't warring at that point. But I feel like in the 20s, well, even just in early Hollywood, I feel like they just didn't do location shoots. Yeah. Because it's so expensive. You have to get all those people out there or you have to hire locals and don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. I guess it's like, it would be really hard to set that shit up too. Because camera, old timey cameras were like really big and heavy. I'm sure old timey lights were really big and like mm-hmm. cumbersome to deal with exactly it just seems like if you're trying to recreate something you'd be like well, just you go there? there like the set decorators like hey guys i, I got an idea brilliant just idea fucking shoot it in the building you're trying to make me build yeah it, it, be like then what's the point of having you set decorator you off high on damn it talk myself out of a job ah so the inside of the stage they had scene lofts trap doors and other equipment found in an actual opera house so they could stage it like a real opera oh. which was pretty hmm. cool yeah i mean unless someone died down at the trap door and then i feel like no. they just baked the ghostiness right in somebody died um so that's funny that you say oh, that I, I funny you mention it funny <laughs> you mention it so uh the legend has it that in uh the 1924 1925 when they were building it an electrician fell off of the catwalk to his death during um, construction of during the construction building. of the building ouchies he fell muerto and I've been in that building. <laughs> I've been in that soundstage. It was tall. So, yeah. you know. It was, it was a big splat. Fall. Splat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had some I time mean, to think about not, the choices he'd made in his uh, life as he fell of, from Not the, a lot of, he may be like Why did I become seconds. an electrician? No, yeah. I think what he Dead. thought was, where the fuck am I? 
Yeah. Done. Yeah. Just so much dead. All the dead. And if you uh, listeners, if you've never been in a soundstage before, they are really fucking tall. Like they are like a a, a two, three story building yep. that's just all one big open vacuum of space. Yep. Um, so they're big, they're cavernous, they're echoey, they're always dark, they're always cold. They all have a smell about they're them. They're always sort of creepy in nature. They yep. have these giant fucking barn doors on the front of them that if you close them, there is no fucking light, there is no, no. fucking sound coming in from it's outside. Just the sound, it's just the sound in your own head. Yeah, exactly. Mm. You're just alone with your thoughts and your heartbeat. You don't want to be or, there. Or lack thereof. Because <laughs> you're dead. Um, Extra ghost. So, <laughs> <laughs> so 11 designers and sculptors were hired to create the various statues decorations that adorn the staircase and then also the um opera boxes and the balconies okay now after the film was um hey neighbor with the door slam not so much slamming please jesus we're trying ghost. to we're trying to we're do a show trying to podcast no so <laughs> can you imagine if they like knocked the door like we're sorry we're really sorry. Like, hey, we heard, hey. we heard you yelling at us. <laughs> we heard you yelling about your show. I worry about our neighbors hearing us yell a lot. We're like, it's okay. Do you have a ghost story? Do you want to be on, our podcast? Be on our podcast? Come on in. So, Sit down. Have a beer. So after, and this is like skipping ahead a little bit, but after production was completed, they tore down the set, but they kept the balcony. Um, and that they just kind of moved to the back half of the soundstage where it sat and it was used in various other productions okay. which I'll talk about later. So it was like a wall. So they kept like yeah. one wall just with one a wall. balcony built into it and they mm-hmm. just like put it against they the back it against and they one said of the we're going to save this wall for later. Exactly. It's a good wall. It's, it's a high quality wall. This is high quality this awesome is a keeping wall. wall. Yeah, we're going to keep this one. This is one. not a burning up in the sun wall it's a fancy keeping wall <laughs> this one costs us a lot of fucking money you guys this is the best wall we're gonna use it every fucking chance we get and they did gotcha um trump's coming for it now <laughs> <laughs> it's in hiding um it's a, it's a great wall it's, it's a, a really great good wall. wall it's huge it's huge it's, it's real big it's a tremendous wall i can't wall. do a trump voice. i good. know none of us can yeah. i'm sorry you let us down that path yeah <laughs> that went ugly <laughs> he's like yeah you he's like he's be. tearing up a little bit um, um so anyway so uh the awesome thing about this soundstage unlike a lot of the other wooden soundstages that were built in the 1920s was with the advent of the talkies because all of this now Phantom of the Opera is a silent film yeah um and so once the talkie film started becoming more and more popular and they were starting to use it more and more a lot of the wooden soundstages were just torn down because they weren't built to they weren't soundproof yeah so the way and I that bet they creaked like a motherfucker oh I bet the wind blows and it's just like yeah Aah. so with this one because of its steel frame um, what they did was they just soundproofed it on the inside, so they are actually able to keep it, utilize it, so it wasn't just a big giant fucking waste of money. Oh, that's nice. Look at you guys, Universal. Yeah, way to upcycle Universal. Way to think about this stuff. Um, I'm gonna burp. I feel like in the Do next it. three seconds. Do, Do it. it. Deliver. Drop the hits. <sighs> it's not okay. It's not okay. coming. Oh, um, see, you made it nervous. I know. You went back in. I made the um, burp so nervous. <laughs> it did. It went to hiding. A lot of pressure in you guys. <laughs> you guys, don't. It's okay. Me. It'll sneak back up on you. Don't yeah. I have all the faith in the world that it's gonna <laughs> it's come gonna out. come back. Um, so some of the more well-known films and TV shows that have been filmed inside this beautiful soundstage were Torn Curtain. Alfred Hitchcock did a lot of his movies. In the soundstage. Oh, I bet. Did he um, have a deal with Universal? Was he, he did. Yeah, he had that a makes production sense. deal. Because so, I'm sure it was the biggest, bestest soundstage that Universal had. At that, in the 60s, yeah. So, <coughs> beat you. Oh, you did. It came back. Um, so, anyway, uh, Torn that was Curtain. A Torn Curtain, Psycho, The Birds, uh, The Sting. Knight Rider shot there. Now, what I like about Knight Rider, they did an episode kind of to a nod to the haunting 
of the soundstage, which oh, I'm about to get fun. into. So there was an episode, I think it was in season four of Knight Rider, where Kit has to go in and they have to solve the mystery of the haunted soundstage. Oh. And it had, and it, like, the set and they piece were like, was the phantom that's wall. That's so cool. And I'm like, oh, Michael, that's fun. ghosts aren't real. No, they Michael, are real. I'm detecting ghosts yeah. on your mm, left hand side. <laughs> but they're ghosts, so you can't see them. <laughs> Just start flailing about wildly. <laughs> I can detect them. You can't see them. Uh, Useless uh, human. Uh, uh. Uh, Why and then I need he you runs him show? over. Yeah, and then he runs him over. End of the story. That's Knight Rider. <laughs> the end. Yeah, it's just fucking Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, would you like me to play some German music <laughs> from your third album? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, get out of my dreams. Get into my car. <laughs> <laughs> that is the. That's, that's all I got. That's, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Best actor in a comedy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So, also, fun fact: um, the Phantom Stage is actually the only stage in Hollywood that um, has ever been named for one particular movie. Oh, interesting. Because I'm going to call you on that because Warner Brothers calls Stage 25 the Friend Stage. Oh, do they? It has a plaque on it and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it was one of the first where it was called. Yeah, Yeah, or maybe it's the only one named after a movie. Um, a movie. I, a movie. Because I think Paramount has a Star Trek stage too. Oh wow. Um, well, wherever I read that from is a big fat yeah. fucking liar. Suck it, Wikipedia. So it was maybe <laughs> one of the first ones. So, but no yeah. one really knows how long it was called the Phantom Stage. The best guess that they have is one of the set decorators um, said that when it was being built, they just called it the Phantom Stage because yeah, that's what it was for, being yeah. built for. Also, as it's haunted. That's a cool name. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, like if they shot something sh- stupid there, you know, I like mean, they did shoot Dracula there. Oh, but that's cool. Calling it the Dracula stage, mm-hmm. like if it, if they shot like Butch Sundance and the like Butch Cassidy, Butch Cassidy Sundance. and Sundance, Butch Sundance, Sundance. and they called it <laughs> Butch Sundance and the Cassidy <laughs> Kid and the Cassidy Kid and they would not watch it, it. and they no. called it like the Butch stage or something. It wouldn't be as good no. as the <laughs> Phantom stage. Yeah, it's spooky. So the Phantom of the Opera came out in um, 1925, which and is funny that it was a silent film because I primarily think of Phantom of the Opera as a musical. They. It's yeah. They redid this movie. I think at least three or four times. Like I want to say, the original came out in 1925. Then they did a version. I think in the 30s and in the 40s. And then Andrew Lloyd Webber did the musical. Yeah, and that's what I think most people really know it for. But yeah. Phantom of the Opera stars the great uh, Lon Chaney Sr., oh. um, who was known as the Man of a Thousand Faces. And the reason he was known as the Man of a Thousand Faces because was... Because he could take his face off and put, and other put on other people's faces. He was faces. a serial killer. It was some Game of Thrones bullshit up in there. He yeah. was a serious serial killer. He was like Ed Gein, and he Starring just wore Nick skin Cage suits. and John Travolta. <laughs> now, I remember that shot at the face end with, off. The, with yeah. the fucking mirrors. Oh, man! I don't know what's that movie! Stop, stop the podcast. podcast right now! I'm gonna pull this podcast right over! <laughs> so but no the reason he was called a man uh, of a thousand faces was his ability to transform himself through makeup so he played a Wait, lot he did his own makeup yeah oh that's cool that's rad I didn't know that because yeah. he played all the like monsters in all the he monster was, universal monster movies not all of them he, he did, you're thinking his son his son oh. was the werewolf um, and like the creature from the black lagoon yeah no and so like Lon Chaney, man all that shit yeah so he actually um, was a little bit before so Lon Chaney died in 1930 so um, I have no sense of time I don't fine. know when things you're happened. thinking Lon Chaney Jr. who was the wolf man that was his most well known okay. I think he was trying to play off I was his college fame I was close 
I, was I mean, in the you had the family. I was in the family. Um, so <laughs> he did his own makeup. So he was um, he was Eric in the Phantom of the Opera. He was also Quasimodo oh. in the 1920 version of Hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay. So not the uh, Disney version not, from no, the 90s. No, he's he not was the voice way, of that. way super dead by that point. Yeah, he wasn't um, even like the goat. No, not even the goat. Did his ghost do the voice? The ghost was the voice of the goat. Of the goat. Um, and he also did films like <laughs> Laugh Clown Laugh, The Unholy Three. Which oh, is the last God. movie? Both of those sound like pornos, by the way. Laugh, clown, oh, laugh, and the unholy three are good porno names. They are really good. So all of them had a very horror theme to it, just because he did wear a lot of scary makeup, and that tended to yeah. be his. That was thing. his thing. Um, he he who gets slapped. Now I'm like, oh, that's crazy. And I looked at the poster. He's like some sort of weird clown. In oh, two God. of these, he's like a weird clown. Um, who uh, did you get she, it? Did you she, get it? I like whispered, whispered, and pointed at her, her beer. beer, and I was like, "That's why it's clown." I shoes. was like, "Clown shoes, beer." <laughs> so anyway, um, and Oliver, you're adorable. Thank you. And then Oliver Twist. That. Oh. Um, by the way, how did they get him to be in a movie called He Who Gets Slapped? Because right now, if someone was like, "Hey, we're gonna make a movie about you," it's called She Gets Punched in the Face. I'd be like, "Yeah, no, thank that you." That sounds like I don't want to be in that movie. I that does like, not sound like something I would enjoy. This sounds like the role of a lifetime. Well, you know, I listened to, or you even just like look back on some of the older movies. Like I, I went through um, Lon Chaney's IMDb page. All of the movie titles back then were all fucking weird. Yeah, if they're not, you know what I mean. Like today, you've got like The Martian and you know, hidden figures and all this stuff. Lego and then, Batman. Lego Batman. And then you've got <laughs> he who gets slapped. Yeah. Laugh, clown, laugh. Yeah, like, that's amazing. The they would just make a movie about any old any thing back old then. Thing. Because no one had made the movies before. Like, now we are struggling because everything has been made oh, several and, times. Yeah, and, and you know, Hollywood loves a fucking franchise, they man. They do. So, back then, there were no franchises. He who he gets just slapped got to, one. He who gets slapped two. The revenge. Yeah. Slap he hard. Who gets the, slap hard with the vengeance. Slap. <laughs> <laughs> the enslapping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Live hard, die slapper. <laughs> <laughs> that one worked delightfully for so, me. Slappy Gilmore. Slappy Gilmore. <laughs> We've ruined Bob. We've ruined Bob. Oh, oh my God. Um. So Lon Chaney uh, did. Unfortunately, he died in 1930 at the age of 47 of a throat hemorrhage. Ooh, God. Ooh. Uh, he was diagnosed two years prior. He was diagnosed with bronchial cancer um, that oh. was kind of exacerbated by an infection caused by fake snow that they had come fall down in the unholy three. So oh. it, he had pneumonia and then they went into the doctor and they're like, what's yeah. wrong with him? Oh, you have throat cancer. Fuck, that sucks. Well, he's still going to work. But the horrible, like, toxic <laughs> yeah. shit yeah, that they're using just for like snow. asbestos, no, right. yeah. just sheer asbestos, gets lodged into his throat, and then he gets an infection, yeah. and then he dies, like, two weeks later Jeez. from a throat hemorrhage. They gave zero shits in olden oh, times. Yeah. Did not well, care. Like, like, the, like, the silver paint killed the tin man. Yeah. Just, yeah. They were just fucking painting cancer juice just on cancer. him. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like, they're like, it's fine. No, no, no. It's Don't cool. read the Look, label. we need you to be real shiny with cancer. Yeah. Don't look at the 
label? That's yeah, not cancer. Fine. That's concert. Like, we, we need totally these watches French. to glow in the dark. Just paint radium on them. What yeah. could go wrong? What could go wrong? Yeah. Jeepers didn't they creepers. used to? Um, didn't the girl from uh, the James Bond movie who got painted all gold, gold? She like couldn't breathe in the gold because it like it hardened Suffocated and then she her. couldn't like she couldn't expand. expand her stomach to breathe. Jeez, is that true? Right. Yeah. Oh, and wow. then so they started only painting like the parts of her that would show on camera. So she's only like three quarters, three quarters. painted because oh. she was like about to die. Good lord. Oh man, I want to sing that song right uh, now. No. Alright, go Gold ahead. Go, go on. Finger. Go finger. <laughs> okay, so, uh, stop this, me now. Just go on with your story. So now <laughs> best original the, song goes to Bob Quinn. No, the, the, the Shirley Bassey. The man with the minus touch. Yeah. You're like best a in spider's touch she's like best adapted song <laughs> is that a category it is now it is I'll now take it. it is take fuck it. it it's her own award show um Thanks, so guys. that will bring us now to the haunting so obviously with all of this history um in the phantom stage it's no surprise that there were hauntings yeah in it well and that motherfucker died when they were building it yeah i don't exactly. know why it was southern on that, that motherfucker died you know, they that, building that it. some bitch just <laughs> he just fell he down fell right off that damn catwalk right and went curse splat cur- <laughs> <laughs> in fact that's the that's actually the sound bubble yeah. that was made by his blood it said curse splat <laughs> it just he died and then his blood just trickled out into the word curse splat morbid it was um, very festive so it said curse slappy is what it said. Curse slappy. So um, the ghost, the so it's funny. Now, even though Lon Chaney did not die at the phantom stage in the phantom stage. Yeah. The phantom but he died is, because of that stage because he died from the cancer snow. The cancer Which, snow was somewhere else. Uh, the cancer snow was during cancer the, snow in no, that. No, okay. the unholy three was filmed elsewhere. Okay. Um, but it is one of his most well-known roles and so i read this thing i was like so anyway long story short lon cheney supposedly is one of the ghosts that haunts the catwalk now security guards people who've worked there set decorators um designers just regular studio people yeah. have reported seeing now all of this happens it you don't really see it they say when there's a production actually going on obviously it's it's when people are quiet when it's just you're kind of it's empty or you're by yourself yeah because again if you're unfamiliar with sound stages when a show is up and going there will be 400 people in the room so much activity and all the lights and everyone's running and there are offices in the building along with the actual sound stage Mm -hmm. so it gets real bustly exactly so what happens a lot of these people will report this either at nighttime once everything's shut down or, you know, when there's just no one in there. If there was a story I read, it was in the middle of the day, but there was nothing going on in there. Empty. And um, people do report seeing a man with a white face in a black cloak oh. behind him running along the catwalk. And some people have claimed even to see like up close and had been able to see his face and they say it's Lon Chaney in his phantom makeup. Oh, that's And that's cool. what they see in there. It could also be the They had the a electrician. thousand faces to choose from. Yeah. He did have a he thousand. He chose that one. He picked yeah. that one. Now, what's funny about Lon Chaney is he supposedly also haunted. So when he wasn't haunting Universal, yeah. I read that he also, until at least 1940, haunted a bench on Hollywood and Vine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, honestly, if you're going to... Okay, one, don't haunt a bench because that's fucking no. lame. Yeah. And two, to haunt a bench and Hollywood and Vine, you just like really wanted to buy crack. That's he all I can figure. <laughs> I don't know what else you're doing at fucking Hollywood and Vine. Like, what the fuck? And then they took the bench away and then he was never seen again. 
So then he must have then his crack dealer moved and he had to go find crack <laughs> somewhere else. He had to go back to uh, to Universal. So and then other um, phenomenon that people will report um, is that lights will turn on and off by themselves. Yeah. Doors will open and close by like themselves. That. And then the one story that I've actually heard told to me and that other people have reported is um, they will hear. So as you know, the um, the wall facade of the balcony was still there. Yeah. And what people yeah, the would good hear, wall, the real good the, wall. The real good wall. Um, the that wall. Mexico paid for. Yeah. Was still Shh. along. <laughs> Take that, Vincente Fox. Ah! <laughs> we're not building these fucking walls. No, you did. It's in the Universal Sound Stage. No. So. It's real. We're going to move it all along the border one little bit at a time. You can't come right here right now. Right now. And then we move it four got, feet. You now gotta, you can't come here right now. You got to go America gets it. the opera box though. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Take that. Take it. So. It was, so they kept it in the back half and what people will report hearing are the sounds of people talking from like the opera boxes, oh, like a bunch so of murmurs. So they'll be walking underneath the real good wall and they'll hear. Walking by the real good wall. And they'll be here voices. as if there's someone up there and then they'll yeah. look and be like, there's fucking there's no one up no there. There's no one up there. There are no Muppets up there. No, no Muppets. And Waldorf and Statler. None. Thin on the ground. And that's the story that I heard. So I used to work at Universal you and did. one of, it's actually Close Heart Place. That's where Vanessa and I met. I know. This is where we met and fell in love. I know. It's really cute. We both used to work in marketing. Uh-huh. And we started talking. And, we and then like, we were like, time. let's go for drinks. And we went to the Daily Grill yep. at Universal at Studios. Universal. Which does and, not exist anymore. Yeah. Nope. And then I think it was like the second or third time we hung out. I think it was you were like, I don't kind of want a cocktail. Do you just want to go get a beer? And was like, yes. (laughs) And then a forever friendship was born. And then we had a stepbrothers moment where we're like, I think we just became best friends. I think we just became best friends. (laughs) I'm going to love you forever now. Uh Uh-huh. So, um, but the story that was told to me was um, the woman that I used to work with, she worked in production services. So she was responsible for renting out each of the Universal sound stages. So she had to be there and then after everybody leaves for the night, also kind of make sure that everything is on the up and up, on at least on that side. So she, so she's like the realtor of the sound stages. So she's like fucking showing people around, being like, "This is a lovely sound stage with two and a half baths, exactly, nineteen offices. <laughs> it's got a great skylight. One no, long chainy ghost. <laughs> Notice the crown molding. Isn't it beautiful? Look Here's at the this. really keeping wall we have. It's so good, we kept it. <laughs> so good. So the story that she told me was one night she was in there. Um, after it was late, it was like, I think she said maybe around midnight, the witching hour, getting close to it. And she was just kind of like walking along, making sure, you know, no one else was there and that everything was fine and everything was being locked up. And she started hearing voices behind her and she was like, the fuck? And she kept hearing it. She moved closer and closer and didn't see anything, but it was coming from the, uh, the opera house wall. So she just kept hearing that's creepy. So she, and it was just like a murmur, like an indistinct, I can't make out what they're saying. Kind of a, Mm -hmm. one guy saying rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah, exactly. It's like whatever extra say. It's peas and carrots. Vacuum. (laughs) If you want (laughs) to vacuum. A little funny, uh, musical theater tip. If you want to look real angry, you say vacuum. (laughs) Cause it makes your mouth look real angry. If you're just doing background work. Otherwise it's just peas and carrots, peas and carrots or olive juice. Olive juice, peas and carrots, olive juice, peas and carrots. I want to be an extra and just say that and have peas people and carrots, like peas stare at you. Peas and carrots, peas and, and carrots. Vacuum. <laughs> that motherfucker. You can't say that. No, you can if you just mouth it. No, because they'll, they'll, they'll yell they'll at you. They'll never. No, they yeah. won't. They won't. No. I see you back there. I look, see you look, swearing back there, I see lady. you saying mouth swears back there. <laughs> Stop it. 
Save rhubarb. Save vacuum. Save vacuum mutt if you have to be angry. <laughs> Save vacuum mutt. <laughs> So before I wrap this up, I was curious because oh, if Ron, Juan... what you do, but I'm shh, got a Hollywood joke. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, I pounded Melly's beer and it's ten percent. It is so a ten percent. Feeling a little warm right <laughs> I'm now. Feeling, feeling kind of warm and happy. It's a little toasty in here now. So I did. I was curious. Why in the world would Lon Chaney's ghost? haunt a soundstage that he didn't actually die in and so i found this was website named after him I mean, it was the, he phantom was the phantom it was the phantom stage and i guess my whole thought was i didn't really understand quite i always thought oh if something very traumatic happened there or you died there that you know your spirit yeah. would stay there but i did find this website that said that um ghosts can sometimes keep in places that they consider to be their own during their lives and since that was his soundstage. That was his movie. He was very yeah. invested in it. And then also areas that are very closely linked to them as humans. Yeah. They could haunt. So it's the phantom stage. He was the phantom. So it does make sense yeah. that, you know, his spirit would stay there. Because that was my whole big thing. I was like, really? Lon fucking Chaney is going to, you know, haunt this place? Why? He didn't die there. Apparently, doesn't well, I matter. Feel like go, I feel like you're a ghost. You can go wherever you want. Yeah. You can you know? go buy crack on Hollywood and Vine. You can go, can go sit at your crack That's what you want to do. Crack you can go bench. buy some crack, then run around on the catwalks real fast. <laughs> just speed, just, <laughs> just real quick around those catwalks. That's we why, now understand the story yes. of Lon Chaney's ghost. And, and, now, why and that's he, why no one can understand him, because he's just like murmuring to himself. Like, piece of carrots, piece of carrots. Flipping the lights on and off, shutting the door. It's just like nervous energy. Just a bunch of crack. Runs Murmurs to himself. There's just one ghost. We have fucking Scooby-Doo this mystery. It is just him. High on crack. And I'd have gotten away with it too if it hadn't been for you meddling kids and your nah, super dog nah. so sadly I, mean, I do love all the scooby-doo references that get worked <laughs> into this so sadly um in 2014 universal tore down soundstage 28 oh no poor to, ghost of lon Chaney. so uh the ghost of lon Chaney is no more they tore it down to expand the theme park um, because it was, it's very. Oh, it, was it for Hogwarts? Because then I forgive them. I don't it's know. It's delightful over there. <laughs> I don't know if it was. Um, it the soundstage was next to the Transformers ride, which was on the lower level. So I don't think it was for Hogwarts. I had the Hogwarts same reaction as you. Only yeah. I said if they made room for that Fast and the Furious ride, then I'm totally good oh, with it. I've never been on that ride. Oh, you gotta go on that ride. I've never yeah. been it's on that. Ridiculous. Ride. It's ridiculous. I've been to Universal twice, three times. Twice, uh, don't come after us. Uh, Melly and I would sneak onto sneak the stage. On the uh, when she worked at Universal, I would go visit her. We would throw our cars in the parking structure. Because I did not get free fucking tickets. Yeah, and so we would just walk into the like go in through one of the like crew exits and just be like man we belong here blah, blah, blah. yeah just walk hey, in like, act like you belong yeah act like you belong and there was one day that a woman did stop us and i was like oh no i work here i flashed my, i'm like no no i work here i was just hanging out with my friend a lot. we just have to use we the bathrooms. bathrooms so we did and we were like oh okay so we used the bathrooms and we're like scamper yeah and then we scampered into the lot and or the theme park and we hung out yeah yeah, because we didn't get free shit. Yeah. So I've been I've been to Universal, even though I live in LA. I've been three times. Twice, you and I snuck on and spent like a half a day there. And once I went, spent half a day and did only Harry Potter. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know that I've been on anything else at that theme park. I've been there. I did have a Duff beer. Uh, good. Because you had to. Had yeah. a Duff have beer, to. had a butter beer. Good. Right I, um, on the Harry Potter ride, threw up my uh, butter your beer. Your Duff beer and your butter beer. Because that is some <laughs> fucking shenanigans bullshit, that oh. ride, man. That is just a vomity ride. 
we have gone the Vombus 2000 yeah. is the is the broomy yes. rust yes <laughs> it is and they spit spider juice at you and you just spit vomit right back at them <laughs> I, I've spent some more time. I've never been to the Harry Potter, but I've spent a lot of time in the Simpsons land and then on um, the mummy ride. Oh, you should definitely go. Uh, if you want to go, let me know. I'll go with you. I have a want. I'll bring oh, it with me. Can you wingard him Leviosa some shit? Thick and switch. <laughs> this is now a Harry Potter podcast. Yeah. Last week was a Skyrim podcast. Now it's a Harry Potter podcast. I started playing Skyrim again last night. Yeah, you, you did. It's real good. It's fine, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. So that, <laughs> so that brings me to my beer. Yeah. Um. So now which I'm, I drank all of. Yeah. I drank it all down real good. So it is in honor. I'm such a I'm such a good drinker. You drank it all down real good. You're a great drinker. Mouth hole, please. God damn it. It's in the song. Um. So I brought clown shoes in honor of Lon Chaney and his Lon Jesus Christ and his and his laugh clown his laugh. laugh and his clown movies laugh. laugh clown laugh and the and man who gets slapped slashes <laughs> um and it is the undead party crasher beer it is be- and the reason too I picked it was on the um, bottle the um, art has a Frankenstein and Frankenstein monster Frankenstein monster Frankenstein was the doctor yeah. Frankenstein's monster and Bride of Frankenstein was filmed in stage 28. Oh, cool. As well. So, and then There's they also, also have Wolfman yeah. and Lon Chaney Jr. Also, his real name is see. Creighton. Let me see. Give me, give me, give me. Um, Lon- he, he's a uh, Wolfman is in a really good, like Miami Vice era white yeah. suit. Uh, it looks real good, and there's some sort of little creepy fucking leprechaun man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Good. The 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 bottle art's the pretty banging on. Yeah, awesome. Man. It looks. It has a sort of like uh, Evil Dead vibe to it. Kinda, yeah, it's yeah. rad. Yeah, and so yeah, and then, like I want to play that video game. Yeah, I would play. Oh, make look, that there's video some game. creepy like Samara looking motherfucker on the on the roof. Yeah, there's a creepy like oh uh, yeah, the ring ring chick mm-hmm. just climbing out of a ceiling panel. There's a crossbow. It's great. There's also some sort of zombie clown. This is a really good um, label. Yeah. Excellent job, clown shoes. Excellent job. So, yeah, in general, clown shoes is real tasty. Yeah, that's a good that's good artwork. So this is an American Imperial Stout, uh, brewed and bottled by Mercury Brewing Company in Massachusetts. It is 10% by volume. Yeah, so that yeah it is. It's a real lot strong. Of yeah, it is. It's real strong. Um, it drinks like it's real strong, too. It's, it's a very dark very very dark stout and it has um it's almost like uh like a wine sort of a consistency it is, like a yeah. barley the wine malt, kind of a the malt is smoked it says with hickory and ash so yeah. that is that very kind of strong and maybe that's that the flavor real dark it's like it's not like really dark, dark but it's like a nice sort of it is it is one know, of those beers where you're like if i want to feel very full and very drunk yeah this is one that you get yeah, yeah. you can just very do one good. and have a good night yeah i'm all warm from the inside out right now <laughs> there's a cosmic warmth yeah it is emanating from my good. tummy i feel real good yeah because we were fighting the what's it called undead undead party crasher undead party crasher yeah so I do, if you do like an American Imperial Stout, I recommend this highly. Yeah, it's super this tasty. It's really good. Very, very good. I do think it is a sipping beer. I think it is not I a chuggy beer. I drank Vanessa. mine too quickly. Yeah. Hey, um, you don't tell me how to drink. Um, Vanessa, you drank too fast. Thor um, is unhappy with I know. the quickness Thor in which... Thor is still whacking me. Um, our, our mugs have yeah, we, I, we, I, we drink out of I got Marvel Captain mugs. America for my American Stout. Oh, there you go. He's pleased with my so, sipping beer. So yeah. there we have it. That is the story of Universal Soundstage 28 and Clown Shoes Undead Party Crasher. Yeah. 
That's good. It's a good story. Good Thank beer. You. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And Solid pairing. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very good. So. I like this beer. I. It's a little thick and heavy for me. I don't love a stout. I know. It's mm-hmm. not my I, favorite stout that we've had on this podcast. Oh. Um, did you like the modern favorite. times better i think i did i think modern times i also really enjoyed the campfire stout mm. that yeah. we did for the forest episode i tell you a, 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 this side is my story favorite. um we ended up going over to uh to go see bill burr at at yeah. the ice house and they had modern times and i was just, like as soon as i saw it on the yeah. menu i was like give me that i want it it's delicious i want two yeah. i want two because well, it's a two drink minimum yep. and it's delicious I and i i saw the other day and i sent it to melly they make a the the black house stout that's like coffee and chocolate mm. infused. It's like a it's like a riff on that yeah. stout. That and sounds... I was like, I bet that's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- this is real good too, though. Like it's yeah. a good it's a good sip and beer. Really good yeah. sip and beer. It's a little sweeter than most stouts are. I would say. It yeah, has, yeah. It's, it's not su- it's not like a Oscar Blues Ten Fifty, which mm-hmm. is like real astringent. I yeah, think. this like, is this like is yeah. real tasty. Smooth real smooth. Yeah. yeah, it's not that creamy. No. Yeah. So I, I enjoy this beer. I hope y'all enjoyed the story. I cannot wait now. For Vanessa's story. Oh man, can we pause? But we're yeah, gonna, we can pause and yeah. then we'll come back. We're gonna come momentarily. back yeah. because we had a lot of water and a lot of beer. Okay, hang yeah. on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Go, Vanessa. Go. Yeah. Okay. Go, we're, we're Vanessa. Back. Go. Yeah. Sorry, I had to go to the little ghost's room. Um, okay. Ah, so. Oh, that's delicious. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so my turn now, um, and I picked a very similar take on haunted Hollywood. So I picked. Paramount Studios. Yay! So, Other studio. Yay. Uh, which is where they make all the movies. <laughs> um, Not all of them. <laughs> I mean, Just a lot of them. some of them. Just all your summer blockbusters, including yeah. Transformers. Ooh, and everything that Tom Cruise does. Because yep. Cruise Wagner has Jack to go with Reacher. Jack Reacher. <laughs> Oblivion. I'm trying to think of other terrible movies he did. Oh. What was that live, die, repeat movie that ended up not being called that? It was called something else. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of, Edge of tomorrow. tomorrow. Let's just talk about terrible Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> Anything. New podcast. Except- hate on Tom Cruise. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I picked Paramount Studios and... Um, there were sort of two big reasons that I picked it, um, but a little bit of background about Paramount. So it was the studio itself. So the corporation of Paramount Pictures uh, was created in 1912. It was one of the, it's uh, one of the big six. So there are six sort of big studios that function within the entertainment industry. Um, Paramount is one of them. Universal is another, obviously. Um, and it's the only one that's actually in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it was also one of the first, like, three studios built in Hollywood. It's actually the second oldest studio lot in mm. Los Angeles, in Southern <laughs> California. Uh, I th- actually, I'm going to say it's the second oldest in the United States, oh, the oldest cool. of which is Universal. New, yep. can, yes. I, can I stop you really quickly? Because this reminds me of something that happened in, in college. My, my uh, roommate Jeff and I went to film school together. And we had a mnemonic device that we used to remember all of the original studios. Oh, really? And it was Midget People Run From Wonka. <laughs> Midget MGM um, People Paramount, Paramount Run RKO From Fox Off. Wonka Warner Brothers. Brothers. That's good. That's Ace the test. <laughs> Midget People Run, run From Midget Wonka. Midget People Run From Wonka. It is a mnemonic device and factually accurate. Yeah. It's true. Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. Continue with your story. I'm ap- I apologize. No, no, no. That was worth it. That was, that was a good little comment. Um, yeah, so it's the second oldest studio in the U.S. Um, the studio lot itself, what we think of Paramount Studios, um, was built in um, 1926. Warner Brothers, I mean, Universal was built in 1925. Mm-hmm. So like right on their fucking heels. 
Um, and the reason, one of the main reasons that I picked Paramount is because geographically, it's a half of one huge city block um, within Hollywood. The other half of that big city block is Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yes. So yes. it's literally a huge movie studio that shares a cinder block wall with the most famous, most haunted cemetery in Hollywood. All those dead so people. So just, yeah, they just, they import those ghosts from right next door. <laughs> it's real easy to just bring those ghosts over. You text the ghost, hey pal, yeah. you want to come by for a minute? I got you a ghost on. And the ghost of Mel Blank says, me, what's up, Doc? And he shows on. right up. <laughs> so when uh if you're unaware when you go to a studio lot you either get a drive on or a, a walk on, on whether you are driving onto the lot or walking, walking. onto the lot so melly says float on because he's a ghost he's not gonna walk he's, he's gonna float well, that's real funny that's a good joke that was a strong this joke a that's a strong joke. inside baseball <laughs> yes. joke unfortunately it had to be explained it but, did, it but it was good i was like i was like that's funny and deserves explaining <laughs> um best hollywood joke goes to <laughs> best inside baseball hollywood joke goes to melissa Yay. Um, yeah, so one whole wall, so a quarter of the studio literally backs up onto Hollywood Forever Cemetery. So it's stages 29 through 32 are sort of along that back wall, which I find hilarious. So, so those are said to be, with one exception, those are said to be the most haunted stages because ghosts just like to come right on over. Um, like they were just done working. Yeah. And then they just and walk they just over. Fucking, they, yeah, came over, which I find hilarious because stage 29 is the Dr. Phil stage. <laughs> So I just picture him. That just explains like, everything yeah, right? wrong like with just, all of those people. Yeah, like cash me outside now, did you with bring a ghost. Any <laughs> ghosts in here with you today? Yeah, cash me outside. That, no cash matter, me outside. How about that? How about that? Oh no matter I made how, you famous. No matter how flat you make a pancake, it's always gonna have two sides. That's my favorite Dr. Philism. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so stages 29 through 32 are sort of the most haunted. Um, there's lots of reports of, uh, very much like Universal, in that the ghosts come at nighttime. So mm-hmm. not when they're doing shoots, not when it's all bustly and full of a thousand people. They're very respectful of the production process. Yeah, they're like, no, it's well, cool. Yeah, it's shooting. like all for, yeah. like former actor ghosts. Yeah, exactly. It's a red light. They're on a bell. Yeah. We're not going to come in. They're like, nope, <laughs> nope. I mean, guys, you guys, don't like float into the walls they're they're doing some serious yes. doctor filling right now 17 yes. union teamsters not doing anything just standing <laughs> yes. around we keep the trucks running because then we get to keep our time clocks clocked <laughs> I, I i flip on and off the red fucking light don't even get me started on that guy yeah. anyway. oh god continue um, with your story so everyone's real mad at hollywood right now so. um so there's there's tons and tons of reports of security guards within paramount seeing ghosts um floating around in those stages those stages are also um, really hard. So every night the security guards walk through and sort of lock down each stage. Um, and those stages are are often like they will turn all the lights off, turn everything off. They'll be walking out. The lights will like pop back on. Equipment will pop back on. They'll like close, lock the huge barn doors, those fucking like four story tall goddamn doors. Mm-hmm. They're using the stages to shoot ghost movies. Yes. <laughs> ghost <laughs> pornos. <laughs> ghost, ghost pornos. Yeah, <laughs> just like like full like like facial ectoplasm, just like yeah, oh, God. just ectoplasm yeah. shot, yeah, yeah. Right, right in the face. <laughs> um, yeah. So they or they will like close these huge barn doors and lock them, and then walk down and continue closing out other stages. Bob is still Bob's laughing. Still laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so He's gross. just picturing ghost pornos. Yeah. This is he's gonna make some sort of comic now about yeah. a ghost about porno. A ghost porno. I'm, oh, I'm into it. It feels so good. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. 
Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, the doors will come back open. So they will close them, lock them, walk down, clear the next stage, and then suddenly the door will be back open again. Or they'll look and there's a light inside or something like that. They'll hear a noise from inside and be like, there's no one fucking in there. Um, they Most of the time when they see the ghosts, they seem to be in 30s or 40s garb. Um, so it seems like it's, hmm. it's people who were there sort of in Paramount's heyday. Yeah. So while the studio was built in 26, it grows in popularity and sort of like exponentially grew to the size that it currently is in the 30s and 40s so that's when it was the most bustly mm-hmm. as opposed to now and it's really fucking bustly now mm-hmm. um but one of the like the ones they see most often um is rudolph valentino Ooh. yes who had a contract with paramount shot most of his films on the paramount lot and is buried at hollywood forever cemetery oh, he never left. so people see him <laughs> come through the wall that separates the Fuck. two there's there was one report that i read of this phases right through the wall yeah hell yeah yeah That's so there was rad. one report and apparently lots of times people see him and he's in his costume from the chic which yeah, i think is that's funny how i picture him because he's apparently he's buried in that costume so says lore i don't oh, know that really? that's true yeah um but it's funny because it sort of looks like a take on a ghost costume because it's all white and flowy so it's like <laughs> i'm the chic ghost. Yeah. they um, dressed me in preparation for my new job as a ghost um apparently rudolph valentino had a pet great dane who's buried with him who also sometimes comes on <gasps> which i was like funny because paramount's a dog free lot no, no it's not, not. <laughs> Except, yeah, the only dogs allowed in the paramount lot are dr phil's dogs because that motherfucker gets whatever he wants bank stop me Makes i'm bank. a ghost <laughs> i want to see ghost great dane right so bad i want to pet ghost yeah. great dane apparently he's he's fun and playful i was like oh, of course he is <laughs> he's just a big fuzzy pupper you know who else was a great dane scooby-doo, Scooby-Doo. oh <laughs> bringing it full circle um, so there was a, a specific report of a Paramount security guard. It was like a, written as a first person account. I read it online. Um, this guy who was working the lot, he was working the overnight shift. So it was like sort of doing the rounds, walking around, making sure there's no one there. He sees some guy who's like in old timey clothes walking around through New York Street. So the area of the lot that's outdoors, it has a bunch of fake like housing friends. It's made to look like a street from New York. So if they have to shoot something that's New York themed, they don't have to fly to fuck New York to shoot it cheaper so he was walking around the new york section of the lot and the security guard came up to him and was like hey guy like you can't be here and apparently the guy looked at him the took a drag off of his cigarette and just fucking walked through a wall holy hell yeah and so the (laughs) so the security guard is like bonker shit like that i yeah. don't know what's happening and he runs back to where his boss is and says this just happened to me and he was like what does the guy look like and he's like i don't know he's like tell him dark hair whatever and he shows him a picture the guy the like head guard shows him a picture and says, is this guy and he's like yes and it's rudolph valentino yes that is so awesome <laughs> which is funny no because, dog though beca- no no dog. little disappointing How, well, and, he wasn't, and he wasn't in the chic costume either he was just an old-timey guard oh. but i like that he was like indifferently smoking a cigarette being like, like looking at you yeah he was like cash me outside buddy. <laughs> that's what he was like um also uh so, I, I have a contract here yeah you. exactly and he's uh valentino is from new york like lived in New York. Uh, the only time he was ever in LA was when he was shooting at Paramount. So it's funny that he would be on New York, New York Street, Street. Huh. Um, at he, the Paramount lot. He feels at home. Yeah. That's funny though that like he lived in New York and then he only came out to LA when he was shooting the movies. Yeah. But then when he died, they buried him here. But I think it's because, and a lot of, and I, and this is why I picked this one because last week I went real dark with like 7,000 tortured to death Scots people. Mm-hmm. But it was so good. Yeah. So uh, though this week I went like 
like a little lighter. So all of these ghosts, there's no, there's no sad ghost. There's no evil, like, like angry ghosts. These are all like, I worked here. I spent a lot of my life here. I was happy to do what I was doing. And so I'm still here. Yeah. Very long. We have similar ghosts. Yeah. We have similar. (laughs) So they say that these, that these stages, um, there will often like have supernatural occurrences happening. And also, so uh, part of the lot, it's literally the back of these sound stages are the wall that separates them from the cemetery. Mm-hmm. So Another part of it, there's literally just a cinder block wall that that's like it's it's tall. It's probably 15 feet tall or whatever. Um, but it's just a single layer cinder block wall that separates the studio lot from the back of Hollywood Forever Cemetery. That's not. Ghosts don't give a shit about yeah, cinder blocks. That's not historically. Enough to keep them yeah. Out. So that's over in the corner, over sort of where if you're Hollywood Insider, it's over by like where the Lemon Grove Gate in, which is a walk-up gate it's not a drive-on gate so it's a much smaller gate not like the um, windsor gate where you drive yeah in. the melrose gate yeah, yeah that's what they call that that's the big <laughs> yeah, like Bob. when you when you think of, no because there's two there's two gates up front there on is melrose. two gates on melrose but the the big gate is the melrose gate yeah but the one that you actually drive on is the windsor gate at least when i when oh, i go inside. there oh i was guess like inside many, I'm, guess who goes to paramount a lot me <laughs> guess who's never been on the paramount lot me oh <laughs> it's nice it's um it's an old lot like it's old everything's crammed together they have the forrest gump bench which is pretty cool i got to park in the um in the actual tank yeah the sound yeah yeah where they where they filled up with water i think to shoot uh the star trek movie with the with the whales yeah they did that and they yeah. shot a lot of benjamin button there too yeah. um funny random story i was friends with a guy who worked on stage at paramount mm-hmm. Um, in a crew capacity. I'm not going to get specific. And then one day he was just gone. And I was like, where did he go? I was talking to him last week and now he's gone. Um, and they were like, oh no, he was fired. And we we're like, what did he do? And apparently he got really fucking drunk. Um, not on beer, on Jack Daniels. Uh, stole a golf cart. Hell yeah. Like drove it around the lot recklessly yes. and crashed it through the green screen that covers the side of the building that goes into that where that pool is. Oh, this no. green screen is like the size of an elementary school like it's massive and he just drove the golf cart right the fuck that's through a it. great way to get and they fired. were like this is hundreds of thousands of dollars of damages you caused you're fired and you can never work on the paramount lot again that i stole awesome. a rascal scooter at e3 once and then i drove it around the e3 booth and i almost dumped it because i was trying to do a jump <laughs> that would be really rad to jump this thing that yeah. is yes yeah, so I, I ended up two-wheeling it like you see in all those like pictures from from dubai but then yeah. I, I, I saved it. You correct. Oh, there you go. And then I stopped driving the damn thing. So you were not <laughs> kicked out of E3. No, thank God. Came back next year. That is Got a, a bunch of work done. You know what? That is a great way to like, oh, why don't you work in Hollywood anymore? Funny story. Yeah. Funny, funny story. story. It's a great story, I caused though. a half a million dollars worth of damage drunk in a golf cart. Awesome. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so the, so the Lemon Grove gate, it's a smaller gate. It's a walk-up gate. So the security guards that work there, they're always assigned to that gate and they know everyone who comes in and out of that gate because these are not like you're a rando is not going to come through the Lemon Grove gate. These are people who come in and out of this gate every single day to go to work. Um, so they know that at nighttime there are ghosts because it's literally just a cinder block wall. So lots of times they will be sitting in their little guard booth. And something will show up on the security camera and they'll be like, there's someone over in that corner of the parking lot or whatever is not supposed to be there. And they'll get out to go look for them and they'll like follow them around a corner and they go away or they'll like follow them up to a point and then try and talk to them. And they just walk back through the cinder block wall towards Hollywood forever. (laughs) I imagine them like doing some sort of weird like 
And then they back up slowly. Like they moonwalk through yeah. the wall. They're just like, kidding. Nothing to see here. Yeah. Just like walk on the tornado. And then heel turn. Yeah. Never saw it. Never saw me. <laughs> I was never here. Um, so apparently that's a thing that like they talk about when you work the Lemon Grove Gate, they will tell you. Sometimes there are ghosts. It happens. Wow. Like don't be creeped out by it. I now want to work at the Lemon Grove Gate. Yeah. I really, really yeah. do. Um, so, and one of the other buildings that's haunted, um, there's a bunch of haunted buildings and haunted stories from Paramount. Because I think because it is so old. Um, yeah. But so there's the Hart Building, which is one of the office buildings that's sort of just in the middle of the lot. It's one of the older buildings on the lot. It's not from the 1920s, but it's from like the 1940s mm-hmm. when they had that big expansion. Um, so there's said to be an old woman that haunts the upper floor of that building. And is her she, name Phyllis? I don't know. Her name is now Phyllis. She will. Um, it's where Desilu Productions used to be. So I think maybe it's the ghost of Lucille Ball. Oh, shit. So she will um, She will like lock or unlock doors. She will lock or unlock windows. She also will. Um, you get a really strong smell of perfume. That's how you know she's around. So people never see her, but they'll like smell the smell perfume. Her. And then they'll go to like leave their office and they're like locked into their office. What kind of perfume is it? I don't, we I don't, don't know. know. I've never smelled it. Flowery, um, but it's also musky. funny that she is like a prankster so she will take personal items out of people's desks and like throw them in the garbage (laughs) (laughs) so she and it's never like it's never like your mouse pad or like it's always like a personal thing so it's like a family picture of your sitting on your desk your kids are ugly fuck them (laughs) and your kids are garbage people (laughs) yes (laughs) your fucking your fucking dog Trash can. Trash. <laughs> um, which is funny. There's one story that I, I read that. of, and they don't say who it is. Um, I like to pretend it's Courtney Cox because that. So just imagine it's Courtney Cox. Okay, I'm um, picturing her horribly like plastic surgery yes. face. Travel right with now. me. So there was an actress who has her own production company. Courtney Cox. That was at one point like housed within paramount so they moved into the upper floor of the heart building um and not her but one of her main executives was working in the building one day um he went to use the restroom and as he was like washing up he looked at himself in the mirror and he's his eyes were red and glowing and he was like what What the the fuck? fuck so he goes back to his office like sits down calls in his secretary to be like look at my eyes like what is wrong with my eyes and the secretary like looks at him starts screaming screaming runs the fuck away what the The, fuck the guy freaks out tries to like stand up from the chair and he can't he says if someone is pressing him down into the chair and he can't get up um holy crap yeah and so he's trying he's trying he's trying eventually he's able to stand up and he like runs and he goes back into the bathroom and looks himself in the mirror again and he's fine so it was like he something was possessed. possessed he got second. possessed as fuck. Yes. So he by had, Lucille Ball. I don't know. <laughs> so this she that's was why it was red redhead. eyes, right? Yeah. Red hair, <laughs> red eyes. So this happened, and then the secretary never returned to work. And literally the next day, that production company moved off the Universal lot, moved off the Paramount, Paramount lot. They oh. just said, "Nope, that guy refused to go back. He lost his secretary over the incident." But it was just like this moment of creepy shit that happened in the Hart Building. I don't that I would move away you know what I mean like, or I would quit my job I would just be like dude what I, the well, fuck I think it's that's be- when you set up like a reality TV that's thing. when you start yeah. pitching that like, shit use look, your Hollywood connections come yeah, and bring come, a camera yeah, thank exactly. you this is like it right there it's like you've already got your deal with Paramount hey you guys Paramount Television come in 
look at this crazy shit yeah. we'll make a whole reality I, show i could see how if you Goes were the Paramount. secretary i would do that however if i was possessed and my eyes were glowing red and then mm-hmm. i You'd sat down and i couldn't get back up yeah, get yourself in that headspace i would be a little bit like no thanks i'm done with this that was <laughs> that was a fun ride guys and i'm done i never need to do that again if i were your secretary though i would look at you and be like Dude. I know. No, apparently she just ran away screaming, which I'm sure just exasperated the situation. I'm sure it's like if you're more. already freaking out and then you like look to someone and you're like, "Can you help me?" and instead they scream in your fucking face <laughs> and run away. Hey, so I just went to the bathroom and I think my eyes are glowing. Is <laughs> this are you sick? Okay, so this is not yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like I'm having some is sort of tr- a, some sort of a demonized <gasps> situation. I'm trying really hard to be calm about this, <gasps> so I'm gonna just open my eyes. <laughs> Yeah, just like skedaddle, just like secretary-shaped hole in the wall. Just like gone, so much gone. Like the fucking Kool-Aid yeah. man. Just like, oh yeah. <laughs> she always, oh no, oh no. <laughs> um. So the most haunted. Thank you for that. So the most haunted place within Paramount. Um, by all accounts, is stage 19. So stage 19 is not the oldest stage um, there. However, um, it is said to be haunted by the ghost of Heather O'Rourke. Now, who is Heather O'Rourke? I don't Heather, know who that is. Heather O'Rourke is the little bitty girl from the Poltergeist movies. Oh, shit. Yes. So the little mm. blonde girl with the parted down the seven that 70s hair. fucking stares yeah. at the TV. Yeah. They're here. That yeah. girl, they're back. That girl is said to haunt stage 19. Jesus. Because um, a little bit of backstory about her. So she um, she was the star of the Poltergeist films. She was actually discovered at Paramount um, while she was eating in the commissary with her mom. She had an older sister who was also an actress. And so the sister was shooting some movie on the Paramount lot. And then mom and little sister were like at the commissary eating. Nom, Steven nom, nom. Spielberg was looking to cast someone in the lead from the Poltergeist movies at the moment they were talking really heavily with Drew Barrymore's family mm-hmm. they were going to put Drew Barrymore in the movie but he thought she didn't have like an innocent enough look well at that point she was probably on drugs yeah. I know she was like nine um yeah, maybe she, she was, was smoking drugs. I don't know I'm no, sorry Drew Barrymore isn't that the story like she was smoking drugs at like nine or eight know. or nine but so he sees so Google Steven this. Spielberg sees her in the commissary it's like you have the perfect innocent little girl look that I'm going for have you ever acted and she was like yes I I do act so like that Eddie Izzard skit or bit actually happens a creeping kid for yeah. my film the creeping kid <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so and discovered by Steven Spielberg so yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. strong that's pretty cool that's awesome so she um she shot the first um so she's in all three of the Poltergeist movies. Mm. She died before the third one came out. Um, she actually died at um, 12 years old um, from like a terrible tragic accident. They thought she was having stomach troubles and they thought that she had Crohn's disease and they put her on prednisone because she had Crohn's disease, but she actually had a bowel obstruction. And like a couple months later, she was like, no, I'm like really having stomach troubles. And they took her into the hospital. And then at that point, it was kind of too late. They did surgery to try and save her. But and she, she pooped died. herself to death. She like yeah, choked she on shitted, poop. She, shit, she died of shit. She died of shit. Yeah, we'll move at, the shit back up. At twelve, which is kind of sad, she was like very popular in the middle of like what was probably going to be a really big career. Oh, no. Um, and she was a little kid; she was twelve years old. Like that's sad. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, so she shot child death. Yeah. rears its ugly head once again. Yes. So <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. So no child murder 
but child death. Unless you count cedar cyanide misdiagnosing this child yeah. as murder. But, 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 but a child but, turd but, death. But child death. It wouldn't be an episode of Booze and Brews if there wasn't some sort of dead child. <laughs> um, yeah, you know. Um, so she, um, while, so she shot Poltergeist in 1982. That's when that film was shot. Um, but before the film came out, she actually did a 12 episode arc on Happy Days, which was sort of, and then Happy Days came out before the first Poltergeist film came out. So that was sort Mm. of like her breaking into Hollywood role. Fun Um, story. Happy Days, uh, was set in Wisconsin. Yeah. Fun story. Happy Days shot on stage 19 at the Paramount lot. Um, So they say that she haunts the soundstage because it's where she sort of like learned to hone her craft. It's where she had her first, like I show up to this same place every single day. This is what I do. They made, um, they like had toys for her. They had a little playroom for her. They let her run around and like play uh, like on the dark sound stages. They let her up into the catwalks to like run around and play on the catwalks and stuff. So she just fucking had a great time there shooting her arc on happy days. Um, And so that's why they say that she's still there. So they, um, stage 19, the Paramount security guards will not lock down there's a bug. There's a bug. I saw it. I, I saw like, it. I was like, bug! There's a bug! I started making weird arm gestures. I'm possessed! Don't look at my eyes. Where did he come from? I used to be really good at catching those, but now I don't know where he's gone. Um, Continue. It's okay. Maybe it's the ghost of a bug. I'll keep my eyes peeled. I would not be surprised in this apartment. Yeah. Um. So... I totally lost my train of thought. Oh, so she's supposed she to haunt stage 19. So she, um, so yeah, so the Paramount security guards will not lock down the stage 19 by themselves. It's a thing where like every other stage they will lock down by themselves at night. Stage oh, 19, no. they always do it in pairs because it's so often they will see the ghost of little Heather. Um, and they say um, they will hear child laughter, like a child like laughter coming from the corners of the lot of the stage. They will also hear little tiny <laughs> footsteps pitter pattering <laughs> on the catwalk nope, above them. So- Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> no, child laughter is the creepiest sound in and, the world. And apparently, if you talk to her, so like the security guards would sometimes be like, "Heather, are you here? Do you want to come out and play?" She, you will feel her hold your hand. Oh God! Yes. <laughs> So you will feel her hold your hand. And it's not ah! like they're not scared of her. Like, I think probably sometimes people are creeped out by it. But like she means no one any harm. She's mm-hmm. just She's hanging just out there. She's just a kid having fun making around. movies. She liked to be there. Um, so, and there's a funny story about uh, the TV show Wings, which also saw it at stage 19. So apparently she would every so often, but multiple points, uh, she would, sh- her like, shadow of her or a specter of her would show up in the background of shots and they would have to edit them out so they would like there was a thing when they were editing wings like the editor the guy who edited most of the series of wings was just like oh yeah like sometimes we'd have to be like heathers in that shot we have to take her out because she would just show up in the background you guys i like acting so much no she's just hanging out she's like what you shooting today what you doing what you doing oh you but that's that's a fake airport i like this so fucking creepy though like could you imagine being the editor the first time that happens yeah and there's like a there's a kid in the background of the shot that you well but it's like a well-documented haunting so i think that they were just like oh my god there's a fucking kid in there i bet it's heather and then she just showed up a couple more times and Jesus. they would just be like oh fucking heather's in the background Couldn't they of the talk shot. to her and be like hey heather 
My Can name is Zach Bagans, and I debunked <laughs> this as just some kid who was on set that day. I no, feel like, like, a, like a glowy blue. Oh, it was a glowy blue kid. Yeah, it's we like, could not debunk it because it was a glowy blue kid. It's very like it's very spectral, sort okay. of a like it's not a child. It's like the shadow of a child. Gotcha. And it's her little creepy fucking poltergeisty face, <laughs> which just makes I it would, creepy. I would have talked to her and been like, "Hey, Heather, can you maybe not?" Yeah. Do the, that? the director's Heather. Get out of that damn shot! And then, and then you hear, <laughs> and then and little then pitter patter away, and then you see all of the actors shit themselves. Yeah, as they're like, or they're just like fucking Heather, ruin the shot again. Heather. Damn it! They're like, check the gate, check for Heather. Good, <laughs> done, <laughs> and um, action. Yeah, all of the insidery jokes. Um, so a little bit of background about Poltergeist, just to close it all up. So the Poltergeist, much like The Exorcist, is a movie that is said to be cursed. Mm. Um, so. Of the film franchise, they had five cast members who shot their parts in the film and then died before the films came out, including this poor little girl who uh, shot all three, died before the third one came out. And actually, the the girl who plays the older sister in the first movie, she's actually like 22, um, and she was beaten to death by her boyfriend like two weeks before the first movie came out. Oh, so Jesus. it was going to be, it was like her first big movie, it was going to be her big break, and her boyfriend just beat her to her, fucking death. Her boyfriend's like, no, it's not. And he, and then he spent four years in jail. And four, was that's let it? Out. Yeah. That motherfucker. Yeah. What, what year was this? Um, eighty-three. The heyday of wife beaten. Yeah. Fucking girlfriend ass. beaten. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And they say that the movie was cursed because Steven Spielberg, in shooting the film, wanted it to look really realistic, wanted it to have a, like a really creepy, spooky feel to it. So all of the uh, like corpses, skeletons that they use in the movie are legitimate human skeletons. No, they're oh, not. Come yes. On. And that's it. That's it. Like been an urban legend for a long time. And like multiple actors from the film have come forward and be like, no, I'm pretty sure those were real. And then eventually the prop master came through and was like, well, yeah, like we couldn't find fake skeletons. So we just bought real skeletons off of like a cadaver lab. Off of eBay. Yeah, we just fucking. Which still had ghostly residuum clinging to their their sternums. Like they're making a movie about dead, dead, dead people. people bodies are upset that they're being like built on top of. That's the point of Poltergeist is that someone builds a house on top of a graveyard and then they're haunted by all the ghosts of underneath. So they said, you know what we should do? Use real fucking dead bodies. And then (laughs) they get only... And then they get fucking haunted and they're like... a bunch of pissed off ass ghosts going out. I was supposed to be dead and you're making a movie with me. So, and apparently... Where are my residuals? In the movie, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna need SAG minimum. SAG daily minimum. We'll cut you a ghost check, kid. What is that, 926 now? We'll give you the right to audit. (laughs) Ha, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. Cigar, cigar smoke. We're like, you are not gonna get meal penalties. You don't eat your skeleton. You don't... Um, you don't inside have baseball. Oh, it's delicious. <laughs> um, so also um, on set, I don't know if you've seen the Poltergeist movie. I assume Melly has not because she does not like horror movies. But in the movie, there's at one point during the haunting, there's so there's this tiny little girl who's the main character. She's sort of like the speaker of the ghosts for most of the movie. Then there's an older sister who's a teenager and there's sort of a boy who's like nine or ten. He's useless. Kind of. So, uh, so in the movie... He's like playing with a little clown doll and then the clown doll like sort of comes to life and starts to strangle him. Fuck that. No. <laughs> no. So apparently no. they built I'm this out. they built this toy that would like compress onto his neck so that he'd be like, "Oh, I'm being fake strangled or whatever." Why would you do that? Apparently Why would you do that? It, it malfunctioned on set and it really started to fucking strangle him and no one helped him because they thought he was just a really good actor. This no, no great. child yes. is that good of a they fucking actor. Thought. He was you save them. Yeah. 
Um, so he just, has acting shit. chops well beyond his young, young yeah. years. No. So just to sort of put the cherry onto this whole story, oh, I'm, I'm going to tell you the story about the Super Bowl poster. So in the movie, there's in this little boy's room who's almost strangled by a real little clown doll. Um, on on his wall in his bedroom, there's a poster from the Super Bowl, and it's from Super Bowl like. 22 or something i forget what it is but it's for it's for the super bowl that was going to happen in 1988 which is weird because the movie was shot in 82 released in 83 so it was like why would this little boy have what is it's like and you can Future poster. google image search this it is a handmade poster it's supposed to look like this little boy made this poster Bob's googling yeah Siri, go and it Google. says like Super Bowl, whatever, nineteen eighty-eight, which is a really weird thing to have done. Like the movie to put was on the set in like that year. Yes. It wasn't like yeah. a future. No, set modern, set at the time modern day. Now, oh, what's cool. creepy about that is poor little Heather O'Rourke died in nineteen eighty-eight. Of course, she did. She died the day she she took ill. Took the, ill. Yes, she went into the hospital, had emergency surgery. Please took ill. The day of the Super Bowl, died the following day. Oh shit! And Super Bowl twenty, whatever Super Bowl Fucking number it whatever. was. The Super Bowl in eighty eight was housed in San Diego, which is where Heather was staying when she died. Holy shit! Yes. Yeah, so I can confirm this. I just googled it. Yes, it's in there. So it's a weird sort of like. The movie predicted her, her death. death to the day because of the Super Bowl and the location. The NFL with killed this Heather weird poster. No, the NFL mm-hmm. killed her, which is just the no fun league. No yes. fun league. No fun. No. No fun. fun. All the ghosts. Oh All my the ghosts. god, that's like a fucking kawinky yes, dick. It's dude. really weird. That's it's a really, fucking kawinky to dick. The, to the <laughs> almost day. To the to the next day. Yeah, it's crazy. No, I think that counts because like the day that her death was like determined essentially was the day she yeah, went the to day the hospital. Cause of death. Ill. Super Bowl poster. Yeah, Super Bowl. Cause, cause of death. NFL. Poltergeist movie. Poltergeist. Yeah. 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 So that is so. Yeah, that's it. That's the haunting of stage nineteen. Happy little Heather O'Rourke running around, making little ghosty laughy noises, Mm. holding your hand, little pitter patter on the catwalk, pitter patter, pitter patter, (laughs) and Rudy Valentino. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Those were excellent ghost stories. Yeah, it's good. So Paramount is supposed to be the most haunted lot because it fucking backs up onto a cemetery. It backs up onto a cemetery that's supposed to be just haunted as fuck. Um, So yeah, there's going to be a little ghost seepage. Like that's not a ghost ghost No, it makes sense. (laughs) My friend. That wall is not a ghost proof seal. There's a couple ghosts getting through there, man. My friend It's not a ghost lock, not an airlock for ghosts. (laughs) Not an airlock. My friend growing up, she. Space ghost. Her backyard butted up against a cemetery and she would see weird shit all the time. It yeah. makes perfect sense. And yeah. all they had back there was the same thing, like a cinder block. So, of course, if it's like, yeah. never you mind. Just walk a little funny. And like part of it's a cinder block wall and part of it is literally just the back of a soundstage. It's just the back of stage 20. I think it's 29 through 31 at that point. Um, but yeah, it's literally just the back, the ass end of a soundstage. Yeah, well, all, all the buildings on the Cemetery. lot are real old and kind of shitty. Like, yeah. if you've been, like... I've I've been in a few of them, and in general, they're just kind of creepy old buildings. Yeah, because there oh, a lot of it was are. built yeah. in the forties. No, but I mean, like even like the offices. Yeah, and it oh. hasn't really been refurbed since then. So like the staircases yeah. are all super crazy old. Mm-hmm. The bathrooms are all old and shitty. They're it totally is in, not up the code. It is in Damn, no way handicap accessible. <laughs> 
I was gonna make this. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna make the same joke about um, that coke. Which brings me to my beer. Beer. Which I chose a Smog City Brew because uh, Smog City is a great brewery, Delicious. like a real solid brewery. Yeah. So I Listen chose to our um, beer nugget. Our about beer that nugget shit. where we go to Smog City. Um, and I, I have a little too much. Um, so it is. Didn't a, realize it, you were in a car. Like, <laughs> we walked here. No, we didn't. We're in a car. <laughs> yeah, guys, listen to the beer nugget. It's listen. it's pretty funny. It's classic. Uh, that's why Melly's in charge of me. Um, so it's it's an imperial red, and it's called California Love. And I picked it because it's a local sort of LA brew. It's yep. brewed in Southern California, and I feel like the ghosts all hang out at Paramount because they liked it so much because they like loved what they did, and they just wanted to hang out and keep doing it some more. Um, so that's what he picked. It's um, if you do what you love, you never die a day in your life. <laughs> you never die. Period. You know. never work a day in your life or your afterlife. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's an imperial red. It's it's eight and a half percent. So Melly's beer was ten. Mine's eight and a half. We're having I'm, a real solid day on I'm the Boost and Boost podcast. Really good. Well, you haven't had your beer. Like I am I'm not. Had, I just I was trying to tell a story. Okay, you um, have to figure I've out how to sip and help. The the logo is really cool. It's a sort of like zombie half dead bear thing with it's googly awesome. eyes yeah it's I like, like it's, it. it's a zombie cyborg bear or something like yeah, that i don't it, know it's both, crazy both labels this week really good like good Excellent. artistic yeah. labels yeah no I'm, it's just it's just a zombie bear but uh, but then it has like a star on its ass all of their like like the california state flag yeah. California yeah. State bear. oh you know what we Tying live in california for yeah they're that's totally smart that's together. smart i like it it's um, awesome so it's it's an imperial red it's heavy for a red. It is a very dark it's red. It's pretty dark for a red. When yeah. we poured it, I was like, this is almost as dark as the stout is. Yep. Um, it's it's real good. It's it has a tasty. nice flavor. Yeah. It has a nice, like, smooth, even flavor. It's very smooth. Again, it's one of those that you drink slowly. Yeah. You kind of sip. Yeah. It's you definitely a sippy beer. Sipping beers. But it is, it is. yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a good beer. I, I feel like this week, both good beer recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was released in honor. Um, it's released each year in honor of the um, of California's birthday, which is September Aww. 9th. Aww. Happy birthday, California. We're a little bit late. Um, <laughs> I tried to find a like, oh, it also, the barcode is the cityscape of Los Angeles, which I thought was pretty is cool. Is it really? Oh, yeah. yeah, look at that. Yeah. Look at I that. I was like, that's clever. Oh, that's rad. Yeah, so it's, I like that it was a local. Yeah. Um, I like it was a cow and it was like California love and these mm-hmm. ghosts stay because they just love it. They, they just love little it. ghosty children just love running around on catwalks and this, holding people's hands. These free liberal snowflakes. <laughs> snowflake ghosts. <laughs> We're snowflake ghosts. I can't wait to be a snowflake ghost. So is it, it, you're looking at me because yeah, I think it's is, is it I, my the part of the podcast I'm, where it I might be yeah, part I mean, of I it might be like, that time where we're like bah. yeah I mean I feel like we've we've said our piece we've yeah. done our you've thing. had some beers I have Melly drank all of it all of, all the, of beers. the beers I still have a, a large chunk of my beer. I am a winner you guys yes. I'm a beer drinking winner I know I was talking about dead children you so talked about I got dead distracted. kids and I was like well I mean I do this love is a par de- for the course so I'm just gonna fucking keep drinking the only good child's a dead child this week I really love that clown shoes that clown shoes is good like okay. in in general if a clown shoes beer comes in i'm gonna like it yeah um and then this uh this a here red is also good i don't like it quite as much yeah it's it's got a little it's got a little bit of a bite to it mm-hmm. it's a yeah. good solid beer it's a good solid i think i think yeah. any other week this beer would have been the superior beer yeah um that Fucking clown shoes is real good though so but but what it is coming down to for me is the stories mm. And um, I'm, there, there was one story that had something the other one did it. 
and it's a ghost dog. Yeah. Ghost, <laughs> ghost Great Dane takes the takes the cake. That's Scooby right. I thought it was going to be the dead children. No, 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 no. Go, go Scooby-Doo takes the win. That's it. Next next week, I'm doing ghost dogs. I'm going to win ghost dogs all week. Like, yeah, next week, let's do pet cemeteries. <laughs> <laughs> There's one at the Stanley. There's apparently one behind uh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. So congratulations, Congratulations Vanessa. to Vanessa Yay. for her victory this week. I didn't even really like petition that hard to win this you week. didn't I petition it all in real strong last i'm, I'm gonna week. warn you something um my superpower is that if you tell me to do something i want to do the exact opposite oh, so the yeah. more you petition me the more yeah. i want the other person to win you, you have the heart <laughs> of an angsty teen so do i so do i oftentimes yeah. people will be like you know what you should do i'm like you know what you should do go fuck yourself that's yeah, what you exactly. should do so you're like i think i won this week i'm like oh really yeah <laughs> how about you take a nice big drink or shut the fuck up <laughs> leave me alone yeah well as as engineer bob's wife i i can attest to that he i will be like hey hey palzo can you can you not bother me and he goes oh what's that i'm gonna bother you even yeah. more so yeah. i do have to don't yeah. don't ever yeah. do that don't don't ever ask me don't to not do something not. <laughs> or ask me to do something because i will not do what you want i feel like this week i'm happy for the win yay me um, i feel like this makes us even yet again mm-hmm Mm-mm. No, you're up one. You're up it's one. Four to three. It's four to three now. Oh, we're on episode damn seven. It. Four to three. This is episode seven. Um, I do feel like this week both good, good, solid ghosty stories. Yeah. Very on theme and not too dark. No. After after like Light-hearted. portal of hell and seven thousand tortured to death Scottish people. Yeah. This was a really good I, rebound. Yeah, it was like a palate cleanser. <laughs> it was like a ghostly palate cleanser, which I appreciate. It was like a good nice what sorbet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This, this was the sorbet of ghost stories. Sorbet. Of yeah. Ghost so story. next week, right back to the torture to death shit. Oh, of course. Right and back to the murder. Right back to the torture porn. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> The ghost torture porn. It's just ghosts torturing each other. Not to death because they're already dead. It never ends. Oh, I wonder what that BDSM club is like. Fifty Shades of Ectoplasm. No. (laughs) Splooge. Splooge. So, So next week, what the fuck are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. Jesus Christ. Is there a holiday next week? Hold on. Let me check my calendar. They're going to come in with with a shit hot theme. For next week. I don't know. There's nothing. Oh. No. Wait. Ash Wednesday is next week. So we do a Christian. Let's just tell the story of Jesus. We do the ghost of Jesus. Ghosts that died in fires. Ghosts that were crucified to death. Crucified. Jesus dibs. Zombie ghosts. Dibs. Places haunted by Jesus. Places haunted by Jesus. You know what, Tony? There are any places haunted by Jesus. Know. In doing my research, I've like they were like Rudolph Valentino haunts the Paramount stages, and I started to look like, hey, ghost of Rudolph Valentino. So I fell down that Google, and he haunts like seven places. He's like like Lon Chaney, this fucking bench. If you ever, bench. if you ever try and do ghosty stuff in DC, every single place is haunted by the ghost of Dolly Madison. I don't know why that bitch gets around. So I was just like, oh, <laughs> Rudolph Valentino is the Dolly Madison of, of, of Los oh. Angeles undead. And I was like, that's such a specific pull that no one else will understand. <laughs> Rudolph Valentino is the Dolly Madison of Hollywood. Half of the people who are listening to this. Wait, reference I know. Yeah. <laughs> Half of the people who are listening to this are probably like, who the fuck is Dolly Madison? I don't know why. Does she like, make pastries? Literally half the shit in DC is just like, it's haunted by the ghost of Dolly Madison because she was here once on a Tuesday. It was rainy. I'm like, I don't know why fucking Dolly Madison would haunt this place. Pick a wife She hated rain. Where's, she had unfinished business with that goddamn rain. Yeah. Whereas like this seemed <laughs> like, okay, that he had a, he had a, 
contract with Paramount. He works on the Paramount lot Makes for total. most of his life. And he's fucking buried behind a cinder block wall. And he's hanging out on New York Street. Yes. And so it made a lot York. of sense to me. They'd be like, that oh, for does sure. seem like where he would haunt. Oh, yeah. yeah. If 100%. he was to haunt. If he was. He totally haunts. Yeah. Were he to haunt. Yeah. yeah. And I just feel like him and his dog just walking around New York Street. He's like oh. fucking smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. Some jackass security like, guard says, get out of here. Yeah. He just smoking and just goes meh he's lucky he didn't sick his ghost dog on him that would have oh, been a much man. better story the ghost of a great dane by the way too like that great I, danes are huge i know and i love a big dog that's like in my heart mm-hmm. we've talked about this before my ideal dog is an irish wolfhound i want a dog that is bigger than me yeah <laughs> like, i want a 150 pound dog for sure um so a great dane I think if a ghost of a Great Dane came at me, I would be a little bit like, mm, don't hurt me, pupper. I would be a little bit afraid, even <laughs> though they're gentle giants. They're giants. They're giant. Giant ghost dogs. They, think they would knock you on dogs. your ghost. Yeah, they do. They're so cute. Puppies. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This so podcast we'll, is taking a turn. Oh, my <laughs> God. We, okay, all three of us want a dog. So we, yeah, we'll talk about it offline. We'll figure out what, what we're yeah. going to do for next week. Oh, you guys, this is going to be a surprise for you. Oh, stay tuned. Oh. What will we do? You Ooh, don't know. You I don't. bet it'll be a ghost. We don't even know. <laughs> I bet there'll be ghosts. I <laughs> bet there'll be beer. These are solid guesses. You guys, <laughs> I can guarantee you two things. Ghosts. And, and bear. Uh, I can also guarantee you some burps. Yep. Uh. <laughs> hey! That was good. Okay. Okay. Best supporting actress goes yeah. to the Melissa Quinn. The award guys, for best supporting actress. I'd like to thank the Academy for this. Fuck you! And I walk off the stage. We, like, bo- we both like played you off immediately. Immediately. <laughs> Fuck you too. Oh, that was good. That was good. So yeah, thank you all very, very much for listening to this uh, awesomely fun episode of Booze and Brews. Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna do a little uh, we are plug ourselves fucking because plug. this is about this is a week in celebration of celebrating yourselves. So we're like, hey, let's celebrate some let's fucking celebrate. brews and brews. That's Y'all right. better fucking do what Vanessa tells you to do. Yeah, do it right now. Uh, so I'm gonna tell you if you have your own personal ghost story or just your favorite like hometown haunt something like that uh go ahead send us a little email about Please it our email, email is booze and bruise podcast at gmail.com it's the greatest uh, i mean or if you just want to send us a note that's just like hey guys you rock double Please, double I, finger guns like whatever poo-poo. you my fragile ego really needs you requires to your yes. affirmations <laughs> my affirmations go um on instagram our handle is booze and bruise podcast so check us out we post photos of the beers every week we also post photos of us drinking beers because we do that a lot <laughs> we do a lot um and on the facebooks we are booze and bruise yep and we are now available on the iTunes and Stitcher. Yep. So please rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us sort of like move up and make other people aware of us so that y- all your friends can start to listen. Share us with your friends. Yeah, exactly. Make other people Don't keep aware. us all to yourself. Yeah. yeah don't be yeah. a greedy whore. Spread the love. We're a gift to the world. We really are. <laughs> we are national fucking treasure. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is all so thematically appropriate for Oscar week. Like I love it so much we're just like uh i'd like to list off a long list of names that mean nothing to no one except the people whose name i'm about whose to call name? uh itunes yes Stitcher. at its worst film is a delightful diversion Ugh. at its best it teaches us about the human condition Splooch. this is best supporting douchebag no, no please. shut up 
Yeah. So Shut please, up, everybody. <laughs> and by the way, the Oscars are sort of the pinnacle event of the award season. We've already had nine award shows. Yeah. Where we've already given people a bunch of fucking awards and congratulated them. Yep. We're like, going to blow them like even Emma more. Emma Stone's already won five fucking awards for Best Actress. She's going to keep winning. I know. She's going to keep fine. winning for not Good being you, able Emma. to sing. Hey, Emma, listen to our podcast. Yeah, I think Emma. you'd like it. Tell your friends. Love. Tell yeah. your friends. So uh, yeah. tweet about it. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. And um, we will see you guys next week. Yes. Cheers. Cheers.